A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and of the automotive and social media worlds. You join me, your host, Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Good afternoon. We're back. We are back. We're back. It's been a while. A few weeks, mate. Blow off the cobwebs of your podcast player. Uh, shine up your laptop screens. We are here in high definition and... Clear out your ears. There we go. Uh, <laughs> we apologise. I, I don't know why we find it so difficult to regularly record these episodes, but we are busy people. We are very busy Or at people. least we pretend to be busy people. No, we're busy, mate. I think we're busy. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about I feel like we need like a behind-the-glass producer. You know, like a sort of production lead who can like, like book in recording dates, find us guests, maybe do a little editing. Can't you do that? Can't you do that? For any of you watching here on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Is that something that you think would any of you want to do? I mean, maybe I should like do like an intern program or like, okay, here we go. Jobs at seenthroughglass.com. Remind me to create that email address later. Um, so go on, send us an email. Why not? I mean, I've never really thought about this before. It just literally popped into my head right now. Maybe we need someone to... We need help. We need, we need help because it's quite embarrassing that it's been a couple of weeks that we haven't recorded a podcast. We apologize. We love doing them. Um, we just haven't had time. And we're going to get into why we haven't had time. So in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the Modball Rally, which I took part in a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Tony's trips to Italy and the Isle of Man uh, the very very exciting Formula 1 British Grand Prix and the Aston Martin DBS and the McLaren 600 LT two cars that have been announced since we've been off air uh, <laughs> and also the McLaren Senna press drives that I did not attend um, I think that's everything we're going to cover in today's episode anything you want to add in Tony before we get cracking with all the topics the McLaren are keeping up with their trend of releasing two cars a month <laughs> We'll get on to that in the McLaren section. Thanks for cutting ahead. <laughs> so yes, here we go. As I say, if you're watching us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass, make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so when we do finally record future episodes, you will know. Um, and if you're listening to us, hello, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you are now listening us to on, which includes Spotify. 
Have we on. said this? Have we, we're on Spotify now. I'm not sure if we'd officially announced this. It's been so long, I can't remember what we talked we about did. last time. We did talk about it. Okay, well, we're on Spotify. So all you have to do is search Behind the Glass or Seen Through Glass, and you should be able to find us in the podcast section. A lot of people were confused because they searched Behind the Glass, and there was like some song from Luther Van Joss, like, Behind the Glass. <laughs> and I was like, no, scroll down to the podcast section, you fools. Um, okay, well, look, let's get cracking. Admin housekeeping out of the way. Um, I want to kick things off with the Mobile Rally. Go. So, uh, let me think. Let me recap for any of you that didn't know or didn't see the coverage for the Mobile Rally. This year, we went from London to Paris to Lyon to Monaco to Venice to Vienna. How many miles? God knows. Uh, 120 really? cars. I don't know how many miles. You know, because the problem is, my biggest issue or concern with these rallies is that it's all motorway driving. So, you know, so you, the, the miles are sort of ticked by. You don't really notice them. The, the best thing about this year that made it for me the one of the best big rallies I've ever been on is they introduced meeting points. So every single morning you could get up and you could leave whatever kind of time you like. But there was a, a meeting point about 45 minutes or an hour outside of the overnight stop. So everyone regrouped at a petrol station, got coffees, had a chat, waited for the cars to roll in, saw some cars rolls in. And then as a massive group of about 60 or 70 cars, we set off for the day. And that made driving on the motorway quite cool. Because in your mirrors, you had tons of supercars yeah. and in front of you, you had tons of supercars yeah, and it was yeah. that camaraderie. Because have you ever done one of those big official rallies? We're going to get onto the Italian tour you did, but before that, have you done any sort of big official rallies? Not not to that extent. Not Modball or, or Gumball. Is Gumball? Yeah. Gumball? No, no, nothing like that. Nothing. Ever tempted to do one? Um, no. One, because of motorway driving. It would, that would bore the hell out of me. And... Uh, I'm not a big drinker, mate. I I I cannot stay up till two o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning <laughs> drunk. No, I, but you know what? I'm so with you, and, and I'm not a big party. And there's obviously a huge part of these rallies that is party, party, party. The nice thing, again, and you know, I'm just going to keep plugging Modball because I do really enjoy it. Um, is that the people are so nice. Yeah. The, the, of all the events I've ever done, the the people on Modball are so, so nice. And what's great is you can go out for dinner with people or you can go to the parties and just chat with people and get on with them. And the, the point where everyone gets a little bit obliterated, I just go back and I I, I edit in my hotel room like a bit of a loner. But, but at least you've got an excuse. I've got an excuse for sure, but it, it doesn't really, there's not really an environment of like forced partying. There's not really this like, you know, oh, you have to have an amazing time. There was some guys on it. There was a, a, a guy in his six, 16-year-old son on it this year that had like very relaxed time. Um, there was uh, some older couples, some younger couples. Like it's it's it totally ranges. Um, but it was great. What I wanted to do is touch on my favorite cars, the cars that stood out for me. So firstly, Paul Wallace, if you're listening, there was an LP640 Mercia Lago. Now, oh. well, okay. So, do you like the LP640? I like the noise of them. Okay, they went completely over my head. Obviously. Long viewers would know that I'm not a big Lambo fan, although I do own one. Um, now, now, <laughs> right now. <laughs> but uh, last year when I went to Italy, when we went to the best of Italy, there was a white one that we followed around a lot and an exhaust on it, and it sounded unbelievable. Probably one of the best sounding cars I've ever heard. And um, Wallace in his true words. That doesn't even sound that cool. There's another one that sounds much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on, go on, sorry. And that's what on. he says. Literally, <laughs> but go on, go on, continue. So that's why I thought, actually, that, that is a baller car. 
Have you ever been in one or driven one back uh, in the day or recently? Uh, uh, maybe a long time ago. Not, not definitely not recently. Because when they were out, it would be fair to say you were operating at a slightly lower level in terms of the dealership and yeah. personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in dealing in thousand pound Volvos. <laughs> well, they would have been the best cars you ever deal, <laughs> as we can prove with Ivan. Uh, if you're not following the adventures on the main channel, uh, I have recently purchased a one thousand pound Volvo <laughs> that uh, I actually sold ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly for one thousand two hundred pounds. Yeah, it's so funny that you said that about Paul though. Because because on the rally was a white LP640 uh, driven by just two absolute heroes. This car was a manual rear wheel drive conversion. Wow. So rare. And it had a straight through exhaust. And I sent Paul some clips and he's like, yeah, it's good, but like, you should check out this exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> Which do you hear mine when I get one? I was yeah. like, oh my God, Paul, like, just accept that this one sounds really good. Yeah. So that was a surprise because it, it just felt like we'd almost like transported in time and it was just a bit classy, a bit Miami Vice, just like, and driven by this awesome guy whose passenger either ran or worked for Slovakian Playboy. No way. <laughs> Literally, I mean, he was the coolest, most suave guy I've ever seen. Um, so they were complete heroes. Uh, moving on and continuing the Lamborghini it's going to be a very Lamborghini themed podcast today by the way now that Tony's Lambo's biggest fan um, <laughs> feels like we talk about them a lot um, so the other car was an Aventador S with a load of bits on it including a, I think it was a Capristo exhaust I saw that Mate, I it's saw the loudest thing I've ever heard in my entire life did it sound the, good though Yes, it did sound good, but the guy who owned it, hilarious, he's on Instagram called Hulk to Door. Hulk to Door, yeah, I think so. Um, funniest guy you've ever met, really, really nice guy. It's not funnier than me, can't be. No, much funnier than you, because <laughs> <laughs> you're funny to look at. Um, would spend the entire time either flat out accelerations or revving. There was no in between. So in the mornings, he would start the engine from cold. And rev the tits off it until really? everyone was ready to leave. So for like 12 minutes. From cold. From cold. On the motorway, he's like. That's a really good impression, by the way. You're not appreciating how good an impression that that's is. That's an awful. That's what I was that looking at you. So weird. No, that was literally the the actual sound. Um, <laughs> but he was a madman. So you'd be driving along, minding your own business, and you'd suddenly hear this thing and you'd go. Oh no. <laughs> He's found us. And he would come out and he would peer out of his window, like, you know, looking up at you, because whatever car you're in, you're going to be higher than an event or else. And he just smirk and he just go, <laughs> oh my god but it was quite a cool thing to see and quite a cool thing to witness and it was a very, you know, it was the right kind of car for that kind of event. And actually, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Aventadors were the cars of that rally. They, they were the cars of that rally. And I think as statement cars, they still win. And now you're such a Lamborghini fanboy. Do you think you could ever see yourself in an Aventador? That, they are the picture car of our generation, mate. And uh, it's not, we haven't put this in the list, but I'm going to briefly talk about it. We went to the Heffingham. Oh, yes. Um, well, we should have put this on the list. Please go on. So talk about I'll it. Talk, we'll be really quick. Go, go, go. There was an Aventador S Roadster with us. Just wait, just explain the event a tiny bit more for anyone. Didn't okay, know. fine. So, um, Heffingham Concourse, that's what they call it. Um, it's a privately run car show of whatever. Yeah, like a mini Salon Privé or a mini Goodwood Festival of Speed Cartier Lawn. Mini Salon Privé, probably more. Sure. Um, 
mega cars. Um, Nick Mason's car was there. Uh, I actually spoke to him. He's a nice chap. Very. Very nice. You spoke to him? I've spoken to him. Good boy. Oh, I thought yeah. you would. <laughs> um, uh, who else was there? There was lo- lots of other, like proper, proper, proper cars. Three million, four million quid cars. Legit stuff. Legit. Pro- I've never seen anything like it. And the car that caught your eye was? Was. An Aventador S? No. So. <laughs> I that's what you were going to say. I was like, oh, Tony, please. No, no. I've given so, up on you. <laughs> so, obviously, I went with a supercar driver. There were six or seven of us that went. Uh, I took my Uber, the AMG. <laughs> your AMG GTR yeah, is your Uber. Uber yeah, you have yeah. fallen out of all consciousness and become a douchebag. Carry yeah. on. Um, uh, we had 918 Spider with us. Um, Z8. Which wow. Is very cool. Z8. That yeah, is baller. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aventador S Roadster, GC2 RS. Um, TDF proper cars proper cars they were with us the supercar drivers members and the Aventador S when we asked all the staff which car would you pick out of all of them they all said the Aventador S Roadster every single one of them it still wins it's unbelievable I just don't know I think I mean you weren't uh, were you the Kuntash area no you weren't the Kuntash that was no, before you wasn't no, it? sorry, sorry. I know you're 25 very uh, early 80s <laughs> oh. which is when I was born but everyone from that era talks about the fact that that was a poster car the event store I think has gone beyond that mm. because of social media that car still is the king of the road yeah. it doesn't matter what event you turn up to with what cars if there is an Aventador, it still gets all the attention, is the sort of the loudest, the most in your face, the most desired by people. And it was the same on Mobile, no matter where we went. And we had some awesome cars on Mobile this year. The Aventadors would just steal it. They just don't look out of place. And when you really think hard, there isn't anything that competes with it. It's 300, 350 grand to something that competes with it in terms of looks present. It's a million quid up. Well, is it the... Am I right in thinking it's the only naturally aspirated V12 mid-engine car? Hold on a sec. Is that right? It's got got to be one of. Because Zonda, you can't theoretically buy anymore. I'm I'm talking about in terms of current production. Certainly in that bracket. There isn't a, there isn't a car. But I don't think anything else is car. naturally aspirated. Because Huayra is a turbo. F12. But that's not mid-engine. No, no, no. But that's the yeah. only car that would... A12, sorry. Yeah, and F12. Because yeah. it's Aventador. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Current production. Current, current production. Yeah. Okay, fine. There anyway, isn't... I mean, sorry. Yeah, I'm, no, getting, no. I'm going a bit carried away. But no, you're so right. It, it, it's a very unique car. And let's round it back to the question that I originally asked you. Could you see yourself in one? Because <laughs> uh, I feel like you're... Oh, God. Oh. No. Tony. I, I, honestly, oh, I, I've got no. to do it one day. Oh. I've got to because it's ticking the V. Tw- There's nothing else like it. So yeah. whether I like it or not, I'm not. Honestly, I am not overly fussed about them. If I'm honest, I don't. I don't like them. I, we're the same. We like drivers' cars. Mm-hmm. That is not a drivers' car. It's no. a show-off. Look at Statement me. Statement car. Pantomime show-off car. And Statement the best car. at it. It's the ultimate at doing those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for people like us who really just want to drive in a driver's experience, I don't think it's our kind of car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have done a 360 turn on this brand over the last 12 months and spending a lot of time around Lamborghini owners and fans. 
And I just see, I hear a slightly different tone and attitude from you these days when we talk about Aventadors and it's really freaking me out. It's not, no, no, no. It's the fact that I like to try things that I haven't tried before. It doesn't mean I like them. Like, um, after my AMG GTR, I probably won't buy another Merc. I, I'm not, you know, but I wanted that car. I wanted to try it. So why not try it? Why not put your money where your mouth is and try it? Only, only something a rich man can say. No, <laughs> I'm just saying that, that, that that's what you need to do. I think with the way that social media is and, and it just in general, I think you need to pick, if you like cars like we do, you pick two brands or three brands and you stick with them brands because you can't buy everything, mate. It's impossible. to You can't keep up. So that's what you do. I think it's a really good point because, as you say, until you've tried something, you don't really know if you like it or not. Exactly. And so many of these cars now are so good. You know, they all operate of a level that it comes down to character traits, you know, cars' personality, because fundamentally they're 0 to 60s, 0 to 100s, etc. are all quite similar these days. But as we discovered with the 3RS, GT3 RS and the AMG GTR in Ireland, two totally different cars that made us feel very differently when we were in them. Absolutely. So I, I kind of get what you're saying. Um, but when I first met you, the car, your dream car, the car that you said, I will have this car at some point, was the Speciale. Now, I think at the time when we first met, that car was still the king of supercars. You asked any automotive journalist, anyone in the world, they said, yeah, well, the be best thing I've driven is still the Speciale. I do feel like now the world has moved on <clears> and some cars maybe ha perform a little bit better than the 458 Speciale. But let's make it modern day. How much do you say an event store S or S Roadster is? Three? Okay, so S Roadster, what are they, 330? Let's, see, let's go S Coupe, sorry. Okay, so S Coupe, 290, 300. How much is a 488 Pista? 320. Is that spec'd. list or spec? Spec'd. spec'd. Okay. No. I, I, and without a shadow of a doubt, I'd have a pistol. You would? Of if, course. If you could get one, you would have a pistol instead? That's the problem. That's okay. why I've started buying Lamborghinis because I would love an 812. I would, I would break my leg for a pistol, but I can't have one, mm. me. Mm. So... What do I? What do I do? What? And that and that is a lot of people's problems. So, I think if you can't buy the Ferrari that you want, if you're a big Ferrari fan, I'm already really in with Porsche. Lamborghini is the next one to try out. To try. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird place to be at, and I think it's it's discussed a lot online. This kind of you know, hierarchy or secret list um, that you know you need to be on to get some of these special cars. And as you say, you're very fortunate and you've worked incredibly hard and have ended up on Porsche's radar. Yeah. Um, but that's not through a, a lack of spending money and hard work and Lots. Uh, and years and years of, yeah, of yeah. buying and owning Porsches. Yeah. Ferrari, it doesn't seem to be, or at least from what I've heard, it's not just about that. It's not just about buying cars. There's so many different things that kind of uh, place you on their list for these special things. Yeah. Um, and they're incredibly hard to get. And I guess that's a big part of Ferrari's you know, strategy is making these cars hard to access. But then that's frustrating for someone like you who has the money who wants to go and buy the car. Oh, you can't want to use it. Yeah, because you want to use it. it. You don't want to sell it. You're not a collector. You're going to yeah. use it and drive it. Um, and you can't, that is very frustrating and it will push customers away. And look at you here now, you know, talking about 
Lamborghinis. Well, I don't think I have a divine right to buy a Ferrari just because I've had a few Ferraris. If that's their policy, fine. I'll go and buy something else. No problem. Like, I'm not, I haven't got the needle about it. I'll buy another Ferrari at some point, but not now. <laughs> I, I'm. I think may, I would say I'm a bigger Ferrari fan than you. I mean, I, I, we're probably at the same level, but but I like to. Claim. No, no. I, I would go. I would go that you're probably a little bit because you would ne- probably never consider a Lamborghini. No, or, it's just not me. No, no, no. But I do find it quite bizarre that as a customer and as a fan, as someone who wants to buy a car, I can't. Yeah. Are there many other industries? I'm trying to think, and I don't know under the industries well enough. But let's say Gucci brought out a new bag. Do you have to be on a list to buy that bag? I, I don't think so. Ask, ask, Maybe they run out. Ask your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she doesn't know about Gucci. I was have to check my credit card statement. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just a bit. So we're getting a bit off track here, and it's not really where I meant for this conversation to go. Um, but I just, I do. I do find it frustrating because, you know, I, I just think that we should be able to go out and buy the cars that we want to buy. And fair enough, they're limited edition. Fine. They run out. That's it. First come, first serve type thing. Bish, bash, bosh. But it doesn't seem to work like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, very quickly, the other car that I wanted to mention on the Mobile Rally is my third and final pick of the bunch. Um, <laughs> a G-Wagon 4x4 squared. Sick. You know what? They're so cool. So good. I, I really don't like the G-Wagon, but the 4x4 squared is hilarious. And years ago <laughs> on the main channel, myself and Archie <laughs> Hamilton took one out. And I was like, this is the most hilarious but awful but brilliant car in the world. Yeah, yeah. And the more I see them, the more I think I would just love one of those. Yeah. I mean, they're just a tank and it, it kind of became the honorary camera car. And it was just great. It was awesome to see. So big fan of those. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we've been talking about, uh, we've been getting distracted and talking about the mobile for a little bit too long. So let's move on and find out about Tony and what he's been doing. Please tell us all. So uh, I've been to Italy, mate. You have. I have. On uh, so first of all, we done a trip five or six of us, um, and then we bolted onto a Lamborghini tour. Um, so we started off uh, south coast, the Malfi coast. Worked our way over two or three days into central Rome. Stayed there for a night, and then uh, drove up to Tuscany, where the Lamborghini tour started uh apart from the hotel smelling like rotten eggs it was very nice <laughs> which hotel smelled like rotten eggs uh i never remember the names of the hotels uh the lamborghini hotel oh really no no it was very nice but it smelled like rotten eggs it had a maybe someone just farted in your room no mate what for four days <laughs> yeah <laughs> what you reckon who, the maids had wind? <laughs> She might have had stomach issues. I'm very sympathetic to that. Uh, apparently, it was the pool. It had one of them. Oh, does like do chlorine backfires or whatever? So, yeah, it, but wow. it's supposed to be good for your skin. It's, oh, it was a health oh, farm place. Oh. I felt like like literally vomiting. Oh, that's so awful. Oh, that's so awful. But anyway, it was it was nice. It was all. You're in the done. Hurricane Purple Mante. Purple Mante. Uh, there were uh, 28 or 29 cars. On the trip in total. Uh, that's the Lamborghini trip? The Lamborghini okay. trip, yeah, yeah. So obviously there was five or, five or six of us to start and we bolted on um, to that. Ended up being with 28, 29 Lamborghinis. Um, split into two or three groups. Eurises. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Why no, have no, your eyes just lit up? No, first of all, I want to talk to you about Aventadors again. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Again. Uh, <laughs> no, no. And this, is, this is a bad thing. Oh, okay. Go on. This is what would make me not want one. Oh, okay. Please. So I was following an SV. Yeah. Quite briskly. Sure. Really? <laughs> really? Just uh, at 59 in the 60. Yeah. And he honestly went to go round a tight left-hander and went straight. Oh, no. Nearly Nothing into a happened. tree. <gasps> no, no. And he wasn't... We was peddling. Yeah. That, that is why I wouldn't want one of them. Understanation. The performance just went round. Yeah, yeah, Because it can actually turn. It just goes round the corner. And that's wow. the biggest... Problem. Yeah, yeah. So going back to our previous conversation no no fair enough okay Eurasis oh god this whole podcast is going downhill so rapidly you don't like Eurasis oh I hate the Eurus I hate well I hate the idea of the Eurus because I haven't been I mean I have sat in one but I haven't driven one so so I can't really say but just in terms of looks the idea of it the price point of it everything about it infuriates me okay it is absolutely bonkers fast. Like, uh, when I say fast, it is hurricane fast. Really? It is so fast. All right, the, you know the roads in Italy, they're not great. They're bumpy, there's loads of stones. Sure. There's potholes. Sure. So your hurricane maybe isn't going as quick as it could on a... Exactly. Track, okay. it wouldn't get anywhere near it. But on the roads, it was so fast... It did cook the brakes, though. <laughs> the <lift. laughs> I can imagine it does weigh about 18 tonnes. Yeah, so it's two tonne. The uh, Italian drivers that were driving them, uh, they were actually the people who designed the cars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they knew how to push them, they knew how to drive them. Um, he got out, and he'd literally cooked the brakes. Oh, my God. Like, smoke. Wow. Coming off of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, And he said, um, I can't do an Italian accent. I'm not, sure. I'm not Please great. try. He said, Please. <laughs> this, is, this is the result of a two-ton car, he says. You just <laughs> went really posh. <laughs> it's trying to act like you. It's <laughs> not Italian, but okay, I love it. Uh, but anyway, I was very impressed with it. Okay. Max, max talk at 1,500 revs. So out of the corners, it would just power out of a corner. Honestly, no roll. 
Really? That's what oh, I was about to ask. No. No, flat for the flat, corners. Mate. It was it I was so surprised. I mm. was like you, like I don't really like what's the point of it? It's a stupid car. It's two hundred grand. Mm. Like what is the point? Yeah. When you see it move and when you're driving it, you'll understand. You need to drive one. I'm sure. And I'm sure when you get behind the wheel it's a different experience. However, for me, I think aesthetically, or sorry, visually, I don't like the little design of it. I really don't like the no, design of it. Uh, so uh, seeing it on the road and following it, that didn't no, 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 change no, your mind? No, 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 I'm not keen on the way it looks. Okay. I'm not that keen on the way it looks. How about the way it sounds? Uh, I went in it briefing, briefly as a passenger. Short journey. You can't hear it inside. When you get outside and it bursts down the road, you can hear it. Does it sound like an AMG? Sounds like an RS6 turned up. <laughs> Interesting that. You all know how much you like them. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of... Um, yeah, I really don't like the way it sounds. For, for a Lamborghini, I really, really don't like the way it sounds. But it's I a think. V8, mate. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's a, what, bi-turbo or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, twin-turbo. I mean, oh. The numbers are so impressive, though. Sure, but I don't feel like it's a Lamborghini. I feel like it's an Audi. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's what it is. And so, for me, even though it's also an Audi, <laughs> I'd have the Bentley Bentayga every day. You're getting a W12. Just sounds cooler. I think it feels more bespoke inside because I'm assuming, and again, I could be wrong here, when the Q8 slash SQ8 slash RSQ8 comes out, that will essentially be a Urus inside. Whilst the Bentayga feels a bit more bespoke, you're getting the whole Bentley thing. It feels more handcrafted to stitch, the options, everything about it. And that is so quick, that W12 car. So, so quick. And I'm sorry, this has always been my statement. If you're in a 4x4, why do you need to go that quick? Why do you need a flat 4x4? Like, you know, going through the corners. Why do you need to be no roll? You're in a 4x4. Sound nice, great have presence on the road so big chunky body kit big wheels great but it doesn't need to be whatever that car's got 600 newton meters and blah 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 blah. it's 800 okay <laughs> 650 horsepower there you go i mean ugh. i ugh. would have i would have it hands down over a bentayga would you yes why value okay fair one. fair it's gonna hold its money sure um Exclusivity, they're not going to make as many. Oh, really? No, it's going to be quite limited numbers. Three and a half thousand a year weld. Okay. Separate factory, but Ben Takers is probably them every week. Yeah, I see about four a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, It's mad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Euros will drive better. It won't. The Ben Takers, nice in a straight line. Yeah, I still think it's impressive. Yeah, but it's very quick in a straight line. Yeah, but. It won't be as quick as the Euros. Fine. Okay, I probably agree with you. Yeah. I don't know the stats. But... Uh, it won't be. It, it can't be. <laughs> Here he is, Lambo's biggest fan. No, I'm just... And nothing will touch the Euros. It's the best 4x4 on the market. <laughs> I think at this moment in time it is. But it's also one of the most expensive, so it's got to be. Ferrari are going to bring one out, though, in a minute. Or the FUV. Absolutely blow it out the water because it will drive properly. Well, essentially, it should be a Lusso on stilts, yeah. right? The the Ferrari FUV, which I, I think is actually a couple of years away. I think we're a bit further from that uh, okay, than fine. we realise. Because I think Ferrari's tactic seems to be to bring out cars midlife of their rivals so they can't be directly compared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But my uh, for me, this is what I would do. 
I would go down a bracket and get a Range Rover Sport SVR. Because that- you're, you're nearly half the price. You've got Range Rover, obviously, great, solid look, like all the hair, like what's called, um, you know, it's got that brand value. Yeah. It's comfortable, it's great, it sounds brilliant, it's got amazing street presence, it's quick when you need it to be quick in terms of a straight line. Fine, it's not going to keep up with the US around like twisty road, but who cares? And it's a Range Rover, which is the best off-roaders in the world. It's the best of British. It's the best of British. Owned by China. And it, <laughs> <laughs> but it costs 100 grand less. Yeah. No, 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 I agree. So that's, I mean, hands down, if I was in the 4x4 market, I'd be looking around there okay but people that are buying a Urus they've already got a Range Rover mate okay fine fair. they've already got an Aventador they've yeah, already got yeah if you're buying if you're spending that much money on a Urus you've got a few other whips don't you and you, and money doesn't mean anything to you because if it's your only 4x4s to take the kids to school and it's worth half the value of your house you're not buying that car do you know what I mean no, <laughs> no it's true sure, no no it's yeah, so true yeah, it's so yeah. true it's just another car it's another reason for Lamborghini to get 200 grand out of their customers yeah yeah brilliant brilliant they're geniuses um, okay so amazing um, let's move on to the other reason uh, that you've been away and we haven't recorded a podcast because you didn't just do the Italian tour you've also been to Isle of Man yeah so straight after Heffingham uh, we went straight to the Isle of Man I've never been to Isle of Man before Nova. you never been never been uh, beautiful. Yeah? Yeah, scenery. Okay. Uh, they they live in 1980s. <laughs> really? It all feels a bit dated? Yeah, it all okay. feels a bit dated. Uh, there are four to six policemen on the whole island. They all know each other. They all know everything. That's amazing. It is amazing. Everyone's a copper. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got in trouble on the first day. No. Uh, no, second day, because we arrived on the Monday afternoon. We went out for a little blast. On the Tuesday morning, um, we must have had some complaints. Uh, Someone the, called the local must have station. Must 15 and supercars driving oh, around wow. or whatever. Oh, wow. So we all got a telling off. What car were you in for this trip? <clears throat> the AMG. Okay. Took the GTR. Okay. Um, on the roads, as we know, it was really good. Um, we done a track afternoon as well. Okay. Um, I'll come back to that though. Sure, sure, sure. The the roads, although they say there's no speed limit. Yeah, so a big part of the Isle of Man sort of selling ticket is it's got de-restricted sections, a bit like the Autobahn, but as you can imagine, tight and twisty. So when you see the national speed limit sign, that doesn't mean 60 mile an hour, that means... De-restricted. That de-restricted, it goes as fast as you like. However... <laughs> oh God. If you deem to be doing that in a dangerous way, you could be done for dangerous driving. Ah, okay. So this is how they police it, basically. Yes. You can go as fast as you like in a safe and sensible way. Yes. So if you're overtaking a car and making that car shake as you overtake it, (laughs) and the woman's teeth falls out onto her passenger seat, that's dangerous. Okay. Apparently. No, no, I would agree, though, actually. Well, it's not dangerous to me. (laughs) (laughs) You selfish man. No, no. Uh, And uh, also, if you're going to overtake a car, it needs to be completely clear, obviously. Of course. Even if you can see a car miles in a distance and say you overtake him three or four cars, but then you think, oh, actually, I'm not going to make the three or four cars and you cut in at, say, two or three in between the gap, 
that's dangerous driving because okay. you made the car behind break. You're not allowed to so do So they're that. pretty on it. They're on it, mate. Which, you know what? To me, that all makes sense. Like, I think that's a better way to police roads. I'd be very interested to know what the actual, like, fatality slash crash accident rate is in our life, man. Because... In bikes, it's huge. Uh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nutters. Yeah. Uh, and they all get carried away and want to be on the TT even when it's just, you know, public roads, isn't it? You know the average speed for the TT now? For 100, the bikes? 113. 100. 135. Was oh, the whoa! Average speed around the TT oh, track. Now, they are gladiators. Being that I've just driven around it, I can't believe that how they get 135 average speed. Like, no. they're insane insane but every time I, I mean there's so many great documentaries and all like that on the Isle of Man TT and uh, it's fascinating I've never been have you ever actually been to the TT no no yeah I'm sort of scared to go slightly but I, I'm really intrigued as well yeah amazing thing yeah um, so yeah good trip AMG DTR you said you took it on track as well okay so uh, it was actually very good it's the first time I've, I've tracked it it was really good um, apart from the smaller corners little bit of understeer okay so when it gets uh, really tight let's be a bit brave with it okay yeah but the big corners and the straights it was really pounding along um and the brakes i lost brakes a few oh, times oh really yeah so mm. i could do 10 or 15 minutes at a time and come off it makes a heavy car it's a heavy car and all the weight's kind of over the front wheels over I guess. the front of the car well it's a front mid engine but nevertheless it was really good However, all the time I was going round, I was thinking, I wish I had my GC3 on. <laughs> I could be going much But any time you're on track, right. you're going to be thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Surely any time on track, you're going to want to be in a Porsche, yeah. and especially GT3 RS. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to Anglesey in it. This <gasps> month. Hello. Hello. When's that? Uh, later on in the month, like okay. 23rd of July. Okay. Well, we'll want to hear some stories from that. And Silverstone sure. on the 1st of August. In? probably the Jizzy for RS okay so you're just gonna destroy every track now <laughs> <laughs> love it amazing well yeah we'll definitely be hearing stories from that well that kind of explains at least where we've been for the last couple of weeks um, we're about to head into Goodwood Festival of Speed uh, we want to get this podcast out before just to kind of catch up with everyone there will hopefully be a Festival of Speed special as long as I can find time to do that <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to discuss uh, is uh, F1 yeah. Do our little F1 update and talk about what was. I mean, we, there's been some other exciting Grand Prix, but I want to talk about the British Grand Prix because Brilliant. what a race. The best, best race of the season. Mate, best race for, I think, 10 years. I was. Oh, that's a bit of a lie, but, but amazing. It was right up there, wasn't it? I can't remember the last time we've had four cars that close all going for it in the last 10 laps of a yeah. race like that I mean it was absolutely unbelievable um, now I want to get your thoughts so you were actually at the race I yep. wasn't I was watching it on TV um, Hamilton carving through the field after the first lap incident do you think that was too easy or did you think it was amazing to watch it just shows the gulf between the top five cars and the rest it's like the English Premier League there's five or six very good teams the rest just can't keep up for money reasons, talent reasons. That's that's the the best comparison I can give. It was like watching Le Mans seeing an LMP1 car overtake an LMP2 car. It was unbelievable. It, it was so. unbelievable. But having said, I am a Hamilton fan, so I'm biased. I'm not. I did find it exhilarating. Honestly, hands hands off to him. Hands up. Hands ha- up. Hats off. Hats, hats off. Hats off. Hats, hats off to him. He was very good. It, I mean, very good. Because qualifying, yeah. I thought was. Amazing. 
really close and for him to pull out that lap and then be so emotional about it afterwards with the best fans <laughs> I thought it was amazing he turned up he turned up finally all year yeah, yeah. we've been waiting for him to freaking turn up and here he is finally at the British Grand Prix and I really hope this is it now I hope Hamilton is here and we're going to have Vettel versus Hamilton the big blows the title fight we've all been waiting for for the last five years um, this is what I really hope has kickstarted it so yeah amazing qualifying and then to have that happened to him at the beginning of the race, his error, Raikkonen's error, whatever it is deemed to be, to get back and end up second, I thought was amazing. He was aided by the safety cars, though. Aided by the safety car and aided by the the fact that his car is faster than 80% of the grid. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. He got himself into that position. That's what Formula 1's all about, yeah, is taking yeah, yeah. advantage of these situations. Yeah, and we've absolutely. seen it throughout the year. The safety car is playing a mega role yeah. in this season. And he had got himself into a position to be able to take advantage of it. And he overtook Bottas, which is good, which I was like... like cause Everyone overtook Bottas in the end. <laughs> Bottas, Bottas I mean, over, I could have. He overcooked it. What a fool. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, yeah. can I just touch on this again? I know there's so many Bottas fans out there who are going to come at me for this comment, but another proof of Bottas not being able to just... He's just not got that final... He's, he's, he, he's got no bollocks. Oh, yeah, and I know his tyres were five laps older than everyone else, but bore off, I don't care. He should have blocked off that Vettel dive. I know Vettel left it a bit late, but come on, Valtteri. It's like five laps before the end of the race. You think Vettel's not going to try and overtake you? Yeah. He's just not got that final 10% of aggression and race winning mentality, I don't think. Yeah, um, and that's the difference. And he's obviously been very unlucky this season, but yeah. uh, but moments like that, he shouldn't have ended up fourth. He shouldn't. No, no. I'm sorry. No matter how bad your tyres are, let's think back to Hamilton versus Rosberg in Bahrain 2014, when Hamilton had 13 lap older tyres than Rosberg and kept him behind. Ricardo. Monaco, mate. Well, yeah, Monaco, no one can ever take. But I agree. Yeah, I mean, like, 150 horsepower down. Exactly. So so come on, Valtteri. Like, it's not really an excuse, I don't think. But yes, amazing race. Um, so we are nearly at the midway point. We've got two races to go before the summer break. Who is your money on for the championship? Vettel is my favourite. He's your favourite, but that's you think he's going to win? He's unbelievable, mate. Do you know what he does? He's constantly, similar to Hamilton probably, he's just constantly there. And that, and but how about when he crashed at France? No, no. Everyone makes mistakes, mate. How, how he makes a few. Not many. He makes a few. No. He, he makes more than no, Hamilton. No. He makes, right, mate, no. he does. Well, this season. Last, oh, this season, let alone over the last few years. Do you think? Yeah. I think he's more consistent than Hamilton. No. Honestly. No, he's not. Uh, well, I, I, over I, the last 10 years, you don't think he's been more consistent? Definitely not. Definitely not. Really? Hamilton's won every single year he's raced. That's consistency for you right there. He's had a few dodgy years in there for sure, and he's petulant and he's stubborn, but definitely since he's joined Mercedes and he cooled off and he stopped being all aggro, he is very consistent, Hamilton, and his runs in the points and his maturity. Vettel still gets aggro, still gets angry, and still makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong. I see them personally as the two best in the sport, closely followed by Ricardo, Ricardo and Verstappen. Yeah. But they're, I think, in a slightly different league. So they are the best, but I do think Hamilton... Oh, it's tough. It's tough, and it comes down to preference, but I just think Vettel, every now and again, lets it go to his head. 
he boils over. But then, but then uh, I think that about Hamilton as well. Like sometimes you just don't want to turn up. Like well, yeah. So that's the flip side. So I agree. So I think Vettel boils over Hamilton boils under yeah. he, 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 sometimes he just doesn't show up I yeah, agree yeah. that's more frustrating than Vettel getting aggro and, and over because it shows he cares it shows he cares you know what I like about Vettel as well like he's not on social media yeah yeah he's he, a very look, private guy he's very private he turns up to his good race. sense of humour though very good sense that's another reason why I like him because yep. he's hilarious he's hilarious yeah yeah um, so I think Ferrari will win the Constructors Championship I think Hamilton will get the driver. Do you? If if the last two races are anything to go by, he's been very unfortunate. In Austria, he should have won hands down, and in Silverstone, he probably should have won if he hadn't been hit by Raikkonen. Because I think he still would have overtaken Bottas and Vettel on raw speed. I think in Silverstone. Uh, I think mm. the fight. No, they maybe were they were very, very quick for Iowa. They, they were, were very, both but I've, quick. I think he was so. This is what I mean. I think he's so G'd up. I feel like he's finally showed up. And it happened last year. He took six months to warm up. And it's so... I can frust- finish third as well. Yeah, go on, Kimmy. No, but but I mean, Hamilton just takes six months to warm up and turn up yeah, for the yeah, season. Yeah. But I feel like now he has arrived. And I think Ferrari are due a little bit of bad luck later in the year with reliability and things. Engines and stuff. And engines and stuff. And I just think when Hamilton's got the bit between his teeth, he finds a way to plow on. Um, so yeah I think it will be Ferrari constructors and I think Hamilton will just pip okay fine Vettel I can't I can't 50 quid 50 quid Vettel 50 quid Hamilton you've Bottas seen it here win, isn't it <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell and we're going to pay up on the podcast okay fair enough deal whoever wins deal we could do it live from Abu you might as well just give it to me now mate mate don't even try <laughs> I would love it as neither of those two. Um, it's Ricardo. But yeah, amazing, amazing season. Now, I've just looked at the time and we're actually running quite overs for our usual podcast length. We like to keep these to around 40 minutes for people's commutes and stuff. We've we, got a lot to talk about. We've me. got three... You know what? I'm going to stop this, actually. I, I, I think we can save this because we've got three new cars that we were supposed to talk about that I do want to talk about. The Aston Martin DBS, the 600LT McLaren, and the Senna First Press Drives. I think we can do a separate podcast. We've got, to, we've got to build some up. We've learned that if Fine. we, you know, we've got to be able to bank some podcasts. So, yes, we're going to pause there. Sorry for anyone that was looking forward to hearing about those cars. That will be a future episode that Tony and I will record talking about the DBS, the McLaren, and the Senna. Oh, so the LT and the Senna. Too many McLarens. Um, we have Goodwood over the next few days so hopefully that it, it may be that those get merged into a Goodwood special or there'll be a separate podcast um, by themselves but we hope you've enjoyed our return yeah our emphatic return we smashed it um, and again yeah if you think you can help us in any way um, yeah j- drop an email jobs at seenthroughglass.com if you've got some creative ideas only please um, no point in you know oh hi Sam I'm from Peru but I really love to help out <laughs> um, but if you've done something like this before if you think of some creative ways that you can help us drop me a line why and not there's a bus that goes from Peru to London every day <laughs> <laughs> what a douche uh, if you're watching us on YouTube make sure to hit subscribe and turn on notifications if you're listening to us make sure to keep following us on whatever platform you are listening to us you can follow Tony at Gravelwood Car Sales on Instagram and you can follow me at Seen Through Glass on most platforms I think that's about it isn't it that's it okay doke goodbye everyone
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 